Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement. Believe it or not, this is episode 100 of our podcast. I think I'm counting them correctly, but it says 100 on the system, so we're going to go with 100. So it's been a couple years since we've been making the podcast. Uh, it's been very enjoyable for me. I hope it's been enjoyable for you to follow along with this part of the journey, right? Our journey, or my journey in the case of being the podcast uh, host, and uh, been trying to bring you information to help you improve uh, not just your game, not just the you know the nuts and bolts when you're out on the court, but also improve your mind, improve your body, hopefully, and just give you uh, some ideas for becoming a well-rounded and uh, pickleball player with a positive or healthy perspective about the game. And early on in the journey, I, inter- I got the chance to interview Coach Peter Scales. He's a friend. He's become a friend of, of myself and CJ's. And we're friends with him and his wife, Martha, just really nice people. And, um, you know, Coach Peter is an amazing thinker about the, about just sports and growth and, and, again, giving us some good perspective. So what I thought I would do is, for episode 100, is I went back into the archives and uh, I looked through the uh, Coach Gale's uh, recordings. And what's interesting is we were supposed to do an interview for a podcast and our podcasts, as you know, are, are fairly short, you know, 10 to 15 minutes. Normally we ended up speaking so long that it ended up being five podcasts. And you, if you want to listen to the whole podcast, highly recommend it. Go back to episode nine and then the other podcast a little bit after that. Cause we had, I think it's nine, 10, then there's a break and comes in again, but you'll see them in the list. So check out those. If you haven't heard them, also highly recommend you check out his uh, Coach Pete's book. You can find it on Amazon. Uh, you can I find the link, I believe, in our resources page at wearepickleball.com forward slash resources. I'll put a link in the description as well. But it's called um, the um, uh, Mental and Emotional Training uh, for Tennis. You can describe the tennis part because it applies equally to pickleball. Compete, Learn, Honor, which is really the framework. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to basically, I, I picked some snippets from the, the interview and I've uh, basically put those together for today's uh, podcast. So we're going to run those now. Hope you enjoy them. And it sounds like what you're, what you're doing is, is perhaps making the winning or losing sort of an, uh, not an after effect, but kind of like the, the, the result of, of you, whatever, of doing the right thing. So you're out there, you're doing the right things in terms of learning, competing, honoring the game. And then win or loss is just something that results from it. The important thing is focusing on the on the honoring the game and the other the other parts of that, right? That's exactly it. I mean, you've talked about this in, on the podcast before about the process versus the outcomes. You know, the outcomes aren't unimportant. You know, we're out. Hopefully, we're not out there wanting to lose. We're all out there because you know we'd like to win. It's more fun to win. Okay, it's not it's not as much fun to lose, but it can't be no fun. To lose and that's the that's the secret you've got to figure out a way to have enjoyment and fun and satisfaction even when you're not winning because you know the harsh reality is half the people who play a pickleball match or a tennis match are going to lose half of them and that's a lot of times that's going to be you so you know if you're only having fun half the time why are you out there you know the half the time you're winning um that that's that didn't seem to work for me so i I really wanted to have a system, I don't even like calling it a system, but an approach, compete, learn, honor, that that grounds players like when all seems lost, when you're just floundering around, remember, you're out there to compete, learn, and honor. That's what you're out there for. And like you said, the winning and losing is a byproduct 
of everything else. So when you focus on compete, learn, honor, you're focusing on things that you can control. You cannot control winning. You know, there's your opponent. There's the conditions. There's sometimes you're your own worst opponent. You know, we ourselves are, are the, <laughs> the puzzle we have to solve that day. But if you can have the attitude that I love this game, I love solving the puzzles it presents. Sometimes I actually do solve the puzzle in, in the time allotted and the points allotted. Sometimes, you know, my opponent solves the puzzle and they were better than me that day. That's all at solving the puzzle. Um, with that kind of an attitude, you can be lifelong in playing and being around the sport instead of if it's only about winning, you're going to leave the sport eventually because, you know, you're not going to win all the time. So it's, it's going to be rough for you. I watched a video recently. Uh, uh, C.J. Johnson, a friend of ours that with a better, better pickleball, had uh, Coach Dane on her show. And he, uh, he, the, the phrasing he used was he said, you know, that the, he said, you know, if you have a bad experience, whatever, the missed ink, right? The, 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 the awful missed ink where you're a terrible human being all of a sudden. Uh, you know, he, his suggestion was he just said, whatever you say to yourself, you have to end it with now what? And that it basically triggers your brain to shift from, you know, I'm awful to, okay, now I'm a problem solver. What am I going to do, you know, the next, what, what can I do now? And what, what do you think of that kind of, uh, uh, I mean, does that, does that resonate? Does that does it make sense? I mean, it resonated with me. I, I wonder how you, what your reaction is to that. Oh, absolutely. A absolutely. I mean, uh, one of the things, uh, the habits that I, I use as a chapter title in my book that we, we use in practice is, uh, what matters is is right now, this point. And when I get ready, when I have my players get ready for the next point, the, one of the refocusing cue words is right now. And that, that turns your attention to the plan for the next point. Uh, I think the important thing is if, if, if okay works for you as a first response, if, if now what works for you as a refocus, response after you've made your okay and then you've you know breathed and relaxed your muscles uh, now you're ready to refocus that's great the the important thing though is not to not to wholesale just take what i or any other coach offers as a suggestion these are ideas um you need to as a player um really understand what you do What's your typical response when you win a point? What's your typical response when you lose a point? Spend a week of jotting down, and I actually have players make them do this. So I'll suggest that they do this. I don't make them. Um, I suggest they do this. Write down or record a week's worth of matches, practices, you know, practice matches, how you respond when a point ends, physically and mentally. What's going on? And once you understand yourself, now you're in a way better position to give yourself cue words like okay, like now what, that work for you. Because it's got to be personal. It's got to be something that you can rehearse, rehearse, rehearse in practice so that it's automatic in matches under pressure and that speaks to you. Um, if okay and now what don't speak to you, then you, you find other words, brief a word or two or three phrase, word phrase that does the same thing. 
So the, the idea is, is great because it's, it's a cue. Now what is a cue to get back to leave the past behind and we're focusing on this point we're going to play right now. That's what matters. All that matters is right now. Coach, let me let me wrap up this uh, this part of the these concepts if I can. I'm, I'm going to give you kind of what I take away, and then please correct anything I say that 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 doesn't uh, make sense or doesn't jive. That the you know if I approach the game with as as something just that stepping on the court is being a victory in of itself because it's it's honorable. What I'm doing is honorable. If I come at it with some humility and I'm, I'm, I have gratitude in my heart or I'm, I'm thankful just for the opportunity to be on the court and to, and to compete in the game, that that in and of itself is a victory. And, and I think more than not, it, it's good, I think, just in, its, in, a, in a very general sense, it's good. But I also have to understand that having that, that, uh, that coming at it from that, that vantage point or from that angle also will help me uh, as, as in terms of my mental uh, calmness, my, the peace I have when I play. And also help my results because I'll be a, a better player just by having that kind of approach when I step on the court. Is that a fair summary of, of, of where we're at in terms of uh, this part of what we're talking about? Well, I think the interview's over, Tony. I can't say it better than that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, there's yeah. more to talk about. There's more to talk about if you have time, but uh, um, yeah, I appreciate I, that. No, seriously. I mean, you, you really encapsulated it really well. I, I mean, the, the two, all of the habits that I talk about in, in my book of mental and emotional strengthening are important, but the two that are, I call them non-negotiables, are love the game more than how you perform and lose yourself. Humility allows you to learn. And the, the reason, for, for example, the reason why we choke, okay, is at that moment, we have focused on ourselves and the outcome, and we haven't lost ourself. We haven't been um, loving the game at that moment more than how we perform. We've been focused on ourselves and how we're performing, and that's what the source of choking is. If you're if you're loving the game and losing yourself and focused in the here and now, and right now, this stroke making clean contact flowing, being balanced, guess what? You know, you're less likely to choke because you're not thinking about all those things that are out of your control. You're just enjoying the instinctive movement and flow of whatever's happening on the court. You're accepting being in that flow, just like you're surfing a wave. And that's when, you know, that, that's a peak moment of performance out on the court, no matter what the result of that point is it's a peak moment of experience when you can have that. So yes, that's exactly what we're trying to do with all these habits. And I, and I want to stress habit um, because I think there's a, there's a, a difference between a tip and a habit. I think you alluded to this earlier when you, you know, talking about 10,000 repetitions. Um, yeah. The reason the pros are good is <laughs> they do this stuff endlessly that's one of the reasons they're, they're so good. Um, and, and we don't usually do it endlessly, endless reps. But that's, but that's the whole point. I have players who, you know, well, I already know how to serve. Well, okay, if, if, you, if you mean you can get the ball over the net and start a point, okay, then you know how to serve. But pinpoint it with whatever spin, whatever angle, at whatever moment of pressure, eh, probably you need some work. We all do. So 
you're, you're not simply trying something once or twice and I have it or I don't have it. You're trying to create new habits. And for the mental and emotional way you approach the game, however you approach the, the game right now is the product of all your years of life. You know, not just your years in pickleball or tennis. It's your whole life. This is how you deal with adversity. This is how you deal with challenge. You've created habits that come out on the court for better or for worse. If you want to create new habits, the good news is it doesn't take your whole next life <laughs> to overcome those, but it does take work. It takes hours. It takes reps. And the way I put this, and my players hate this, but and it's an awful pun, but I say, look, I talked to them about the, the myelin around the axons in our brain, the fatty sheathing uh, around the nerve endings in the brain that help brain signals travel faster, right? The more myelin, M-Y-E-L-I-N, that we have around those, it, the more quickly it conducts the electrical signals. And what that means is the more practice you have, it builds up that myelin of repetition of movement, repetition of a, a between points routine, mentally and physically. Then the faster this, those signals travel in a match, the more automatic it becomes not conscious. So I say, look, you got to put the miles in, <laughs> put the mile in, and they hate it. And I've never apologized for it if they remember it. <laughs> it's a habit we're trying to create. So all of this is, yes, to, to get in that moment of gratitude and thankfulness and being in the present and, and it being a victory just to be out there and playing a game that you love, that you have the privilege. And, and if you're in a tournament, the pressure being such a privilege that you're in this moment um, and you'll play your best if you understand that what you're trying to do is develop new habits and put the miles in so you get that mile in. Hope you enjoyed the snippets from our interview with Coach Pete. If you enjoyed them, please check out the episodes on our episode nine and thereafter at Pickleball Therapy and check out Coach Pete's book, which I'll link to below. Have a great week and we'll see you next time.